after you go down in the water baptism, how do you know if you have the Holy Ghost? So this is what you have to do. If God gives you a promise about a thing, and specifically we're dealing with the Holy Ghost, which he told you that you shall receive, then all you have to do is believe. Huh? You don't have to foam out the mouth. You don't have to spit. You don't have to roll on the floor. You don't have to let your eyes roll to the back of your head. You don't got to let a preacher put his hands on you and knock you to the floor. If you believe that Jesus Christ will fill you with his spirit based on your obedience to him, you will have the Holy Ghost. Greetings, everyone. You're tuned in to another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Rayshard Pinkney. I want you to get close and get your Bibles and follow me in the scripture. And let's have a conversation that matters. This is not the same question as how do others know whether you have the Holy Ghost, which I have taught in time past that the way that they will know that ye are my disciples is the way that you show love one to another. The question is, how do you know that you have the Holy Ghost once you have been baptized? The way that you know that you have the Holy Ghost once you have been baptized, you believe it because it was promised to you by Jesus Christ. So Acts 2 and uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with verse thirty eight. Okay, this is after the day of Pentecost. Peter speaks on the day of Pentecost. We'll start at verse thirty seven, Acts two and thirty seven. It says, "Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart." And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, Peter is speaking by the permission of the spirit that he had just received from the upper room. He said that ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Huh? So if God give you a promise, you can take it to the bank. If God give you a promise, you can fully believe it. Huh? So this is what you have to do. If God gives you a promise about a thing, and specifically we're dealing with the Holy Ghost, which he told you that you shall receive, then all you have to do is believe Huh? You don't have to foam out the mouth. You don't have to spit. You don't have to roll on the floor. You don't have to let your eyes roll to the back of your head. You don't got to let a preacher put his hands on you and knock you to the floor. If you believe that Jesus Christ will fill you with his spirit based on your obedience to him, you will have the Holy Ghost. It ain't no tricks and games to it. Huh? There was a man that thought that it took tricks and games for the Holy Ghost, Simon the Sorcerer. But Peter quickly told him uh, that ain't no tricks and games with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a real spirit. The Holy Ghost is a true spirit. And if you want to know whether you have it, you've got to believe it because Jesus promised that he would give it to them. 
He gives his spirit to them that obey him. So if you were obedient to the words that the preacher ministered unto you, if you were obedient to those words, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, then you should expect to receive the Holy Ghost because Jesus promised it. That's what he told Nicodemus. Uh, we go to John 3 and 3. He told Nicodemus, he said, except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he said he cannot see the kingdom of God. So then when it comes down to this Holy Ghost, this is something that is promised for them that obey the word of God. Once you have obeyed the word of God, God will not hold it back from you, but he will give it to you. And you must believe that you have it. That's what it takes in order to know whether you have the Holy Ghost. Don't worry about whether people say you have the Holy Ghost because people will always take away the spirit from you if they don't like you. If they don't like your actions, they'll take the spirit from you. But the promise that God gave to you, you got to receive it and you have to believe it. Anytime he says shall, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Shall is a promise. He promised you that you will receive the Holy Ghost if you obey him. That's how you know that you got it because God promises are yea and amen. You read down in that next verse, go from 38 to uh, verse 39. So he told you, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, before we go to 39, he said you shall receive the gift. Normally, when you get a gift, did you work for it? Verse 39 say, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Everybody that God calls can receive the Holy Ghost. The reason why is because when God calls you, call means to come. And so God called everybody to repentance. And that's what Peter just said. Repent. Uh, Jesus said, I come not to call the righteous. Uh, he said, I come not to call the righteous. He said, but I come to call sinners to repentance. So when he call you and you obey and you come, that preacher is going to tell you the things of God. Repent and be baptized. Once you have obeyed that, you can expect to receive the Holy Ghost. No question about it. You can expect to receive the Holy Ghost. And there are people in the scripture, examples in the scripture that have obeyed that and they receive the Holy Ghost. Once you believe that, right? Once you believe that you have the Holy Ghost that was given by God, once you believe that, then don't doubt it. Okay, but listen to it. And this is what uh, messes people up because they don't understand what they're looking for when they receive the Holy Ghost. So you must believe that you are enabled. You must believe that you are counted worthy to receive the Holy Ghost if you obey the words of God. You must believe that. I'm going to give you some ways that you can know that the Holy Ghost is in you. Okay? So you obey God. You've done what he said. You've been baptized. Now you believe that you got the Holy Ghost. Well, how do you know 
that that is the Holy Ghost in you other than just believing it. I'm going to give you some tips on how to know. Um, John 14 and 26. John 14 and 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Huh? So when you have that inner man, that inward voice, that inward dwelling of God in you, when you have that, then you can know that God is living inside of you by the truth that arises in you. When you deal with situations and sin is nearby, sin is on the premises, the Holy Ghost is a spirit that will convict you. Do you hear me? It won't make you do anything, but it will convict you. It'll bring back to your remembrance the right things that God have outlined in his word. So he said he'll bring back to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. If you're getting ready to do a thing that is contrary to the word of God, if don't nothing bother you, then you need to be worried. Where is the spirit? Because the spirit is will lead you into all truth. So if you're doing things that is contrary to the truth, if you're doing things that is contrary to the word of God, then you ought to be worried whether God is living in you or not. You need to be worried whether God is dwelling in you if you can do wrong and don't nothing bother you. If you can speak ill of people and don't nothing bother you, you should be worried if that don't have no conviction in you. As I said, the spirit does not make you do, but it will make you aware. And that's what the Holy Ghost come to do. It come to make you aware of the things that you're doing that is not uh, according to the will of God. And the more you sit up under the word of God, that is the more God's word will teach you what is against his will. Because you don't know everything that's against God's will. Huh? But the word of God will teach you what is against his will. And as you sit there and you learn the things that is against the will of God, it will convict you every time it approaches you. Huh? Anytime you're in the midst of something that God is against, the spirit will rise up in you. The scriptures sometimes say that my spirit was vexed. Um, it grieved the spirit because when God's spirit lives in you, that is God. The spirit is God. Amen. And if the spirit be God, then it dwells in you and it makes you aware of the things that God love. And it also makes you aware of the things that God hate. Uh, ain't nobody got to tell you that. That's something that comes in the spirit. Uh, the scriptures say you need no man to teach you anything. You don't need a man to teach you anything. It say, but that anointing that has been put in you. It say it will guide you into all truth. So if you don't have nothing talking to you when you get ready to do wrong, when you if you don't have nothing telling you that the thing that you're about to commit is wrong, you need to be worried whether you have the spirit. Now, what if you are misled? Think you're right about a thing and you don't know whether it's of God or not. Or if you don't know, let's put it like that. If you don't know whether a thing is of God, 
and you're either doing it, getting ready to do it, have done it, then this is your way out. So the, the spirit will convict you and bring to your members things that God is against. It will do that. Even if you haven't read the scripture, even if you haven't heard nobody tell you, even if you were not taught this, the spirit have the capability to teach you and convict you of things that are contrary to God's word. If you have not yet been exposed to this wrongdoing, if you have not been exposed to this sin, then how do you know whether you're doing something that is against God or for God? Well, 1 John 4 and 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Scripture says, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now, it's already in the world. So we go to, we, we read verse one, and I want you to connect that with verse six. It says, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So try the spirits and see whether they be of God. Huh? What do you mean try it? Put whatever that thing is that you're about to do. Put whatever that thing is that came to your mind. Put it up against the word of God that is in the scripture. Huh? If you have not heard this word minister to you and you're not sure, you don't have clarity whether this is of God, put it up against God's word that is written. And the spoken word is backed up by the written word. You need to know that God's word is against or for that thing. That's why I say try it. Try it means test it. And you can't test it by how you feel. Sometimes you feel like doing God's will, and sometimes you don't feel like doing God's will. So you can't go by how you feel. Your feelings fluctuate. You need to go by what God left on record. When you can't feel it, when you can't see it, you need to go by what he left on record in the scripture. Huh? Jesus said they do error not knowing the scriptures. Huh? See, you got to know what God said in his word. And this is how you try it and see whether it be of God. When you try it, it, believe me, God don't contradict his word. Whatever it is that the devil bring to you and is, is contrary to God's word, there's a word in there that will deviate from God's word. Hallelujah to his name. So then it's very important that uh, people know that they have the spirit, but after you know that you have the spirit, you need to know what the spirit looks like. Not what people say it looks like, because uh, people can say you 
act like a Christian. Or people can say, you don't act like a Christian. Well, we're not talking about what they believe you have. We're talking about what you believe you have. You need to believe that you obey God by being baptized in his name and you repented of your sins. You need to believe that you obey God and God gives the promise of his spirit to them that obey him. You need to believe that. If your preacher don't believe you got the spirit, if your preacher don't believe you got the spirit, you need to believe you got the spirit. If your spouse don't believe you got the spirit, you need to believe you got the spirit. If your children don't believe you got the spirit, you need to believe you got the spirit. If your parents don't believe you got the spirit, you need to believe you got the spirit. The spirit is for you to believe. The scriptures say it works affectionately in them that believe. If you believe it, you have it. God Almighty, he said the word is nigh thee. And the word is translated after spirit as well. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. He said, the word is now thee. He said, it's in your mouth. He says, in your heart. He said, that is the word of faith, which we preach. We preach an invisible spirit to you. And you got to believe that you have that invisible spirit. There you have it. You just heard another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Ray Shot, and if you would like to hear these sessions live and in person, email me at letstalkjesus at hotmail.com. Until next time, stay blessed.